from the Dallas on Air Studios in beautiful Dallas, Texas. This is the Next Issues Comic Podcast here on DallasOnAir.com. And now here's your hosts, Clay Harrison, Kyle Condis, and Adrian Harris. Hey now. Oh, my mic sounds funny. Uh, I think it might be my headset. Does it sound normal to you? Sorry for the interruption. Sounds guys. a little weird, but it's all right. We'll okay. fix it. All right. We'll <laughs> Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We are a bi-weekly comic book podcast out of Dallas. We're part of the Dallas On Air Live family. You can catch us uh, coming up next, uh, hosting Just a Sec. Uh, and we are three friends that talk about our lifelong love of comic books. Um, what's everyone been up to? Um, <laughs> Go ahead, Kyle. Say something smart. I dare you. I've just been spending the last couple of days at the Asian Film Festival of Dallas. That's not comic book related. So Wait, um. actually, actually, it kind of can be. So why don't you hold on a second? I'm speaking. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I think. I'm, <laughs> and I, I'm, wow, I can hear his eyes rolling from here. <laughs> but I'm going to hold off that news for just a sec. Um, <laughs> comic book wise, um, I don't know. Not, I mean, I've been pretty much reading everything else everybody else has about Comic-Con. Yeah. We're, same on here. Fi- we're on the final day, I think, aren't we? Yeah, there uh, there should be big X-Men news today. Um, waiting till the last day, which is weird. I don't know why. It's Marvel. Yeah. I don't, they, don't, they don't have a whole There's lot spots. to offer. <laughs> they don't have a whole lot to offer. Well, I mean, that's because they're holding it off for D20, right? Is D23? D23 this year or next year? Next year. Or D23 is next year. Okay, D whatever. <laughs> D twenty. <laughs> this is y'all's show. I don't. What one D six? Minus twelve charisma. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, what stuff have you seen? What What are you most excited? And we'll get into the news later. But what, um, are, you, what are you hyped about? Aquaman. Aquaman, Aquaman. trailer. Um, Godzilla trailer. Uh, a little skeptical about the Shazam trailer, and that's still been one of my. All time favorites since I was a young kid. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I think they got the right actor, but I think the I think Zachary Levi will have to carry it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And um, it's just some things about the trailer. I mean, we'll we'll get it later, but it's just it scares me just a little bit right now. I, I'm not I'm not turned off totally, but I'm not totally sold. Yeah, okay. I feel the same way about that trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's a big what if right now. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to, Adrian? Co- well, not much dealing with personal stuff, but uh oh. Um. Yeah, I haven't been doing much of anything. I, I've been trying to keep up with the Comic-Con stuff. I've seen the Aquaman trailer. I've seen the Shazam trailer. I, I'm with Kyle. I wasn't that impressed with it. Um, the story seems very generic. Um, origin story. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I... If they're trying to integrate it into the DCEU, that is a very different movie tonally. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know Very why, different. why they think we have to have like a two-hour origin story. Just have him be Captain Marvel for a couple months and kind of do a flashback. Oh, this is what happened to me to get my powers. You know. Well, the thing about it is, is that Captain Marvel is literally two separate characters. Yeah, exactly. So it would it would make not much sense if you didn't develop Billy Batson as much as you. To actually develop Captain Marvel, I, I, but I think you could do that without having to have a uh, two-hour origin film. I mean, like, I'm sure. I mean, there's enough films where they've done like small flashbacks of how he got his powers. You could do like ten minutes of a flashback of how he got on the train. Maybe he's being he was living on the streets. He's you know the trailer shows he's being you know chased by uh, bullies and he gets on a train. There, you know, the wizard finds him. It's like I think you could do that and still have flesh out the character enough because, to realize. I mean. I mean, come on, you had uh, Spider-Man in a Civil War, and we didn't have an origin story. True, but we've had two origin stories. Yeah, but I think, but I mean, I'm just saying, if you, assuming you could do it in a smaller amount of time and still develop, because Tom Holland has carried Spider-Man, we, and he's he's done Spider-Man. He's, I mean, granted, he's the same character, but I mean, but, but, he's, but he's still, we still learned about I Peter think, Parker in that movie. I think you're making the wrong correlation as far as the popularity and everybody's knowledge base of the two characters. Yeah. Spider-Man, everybody... Everybody pretty much on the face of the planet knows who Spider-Man is. They know who Uncle Ben is. They know all that stuff. In the last 10 years, we've had three origin stories. Some yeah, of so, one of them. so they know. But Shazam? As yeah, much we haven't as, seen as much since as, Saturday morning. It, it, I mean, was as thing. much as we know about Shazam, I think the, the population in general don't know much about him. To me, it looks more appealing for kids. It and does. that's why you want to tell the whole origin story, because it looks like big... Yeah, uh, but a superhero film, right. and 
you know, I think kids want to see, you know, that origin story because, I mean, what kid is going, I really like Man of Steel. I want to go see that. <laughs> it's so dark. It's so dark. I love it. Uh, yeah, they want a little lighthearted fun, a kid who can fly, kind of, you know, the, yeah. that kind of stuff that they showed in the trailer. So I don't know. I don't know what's the best way to tell it, but I, I definitely think you have to have an origin story. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. You know, yeah. I, I've always wanted to have uh, Martian Manhunter uh, show up in the Justice League films and never tell his origin story. <laughs> you really don't need one. It's like, I'm the last Martian from Mars. It's like, you know, you don't. I mean, you know, it wasn't until like the 90s that you realized, oh, there was the White Martians and there was a civil war. It was just, I was the last Martian on my planet, got brought down by some scientists on Earth, and that was it. You didn't really need to know. He's just an alien who has powers like Superman. I, mean, I never really cared about whether or not, you know, what it was, why he was the last one. And again, if you want to know why he's the last one, watch Supergirl. I mean, after the last three years, we, they developed his origin story pretty well on there. So yeah, I don't this think is true. Really, yeah. yeah, done a pretty good job with him. Um, for me, um, I, I'm really... <laughs> I'm really worried about Marvel. I, I'm seeing the beginning of the end. Yeah. Um, just not a lot of great stuff coming from them. Uh, and I'm not talking movies or anything. I'm talking straight comics. Did you guys see the teaser they released for Iron Fist Season 2? Yes. After seeing him in Luke Cage Season 2, I think they may have a better formula for uh, the series, I think. And just that teaser. I mean, just him whooping ass and that Looking guy. like he could really fight. Yeah, exactly. As That's opposed to the first one. Season 1. Okay, here's a question that's off topic of Comic Con. Um, oh wait, a minute. hold on. I want to I want to give the downfall of Marvel, but just be real quick because okay. they, they had no news. They're delaying X Men news until Sunday. They have uh, IDW will be doing their kids books. Yeah. Right. Um, the only thing I saw of note that interested me was Donny Cates taking over for Marvel Knights and doing a Marvel Night because it's the 20th anniversary of that uh, of Joe Casada's beginning. You know, to take over. I remember seeing, I was at Comic Con when Marvel Knights uh, debuted, and they had this giant table at Marvel, and Joe. <laughs> Joe has this little folding table with a couple of chairs, and him and Jimmy Pomiati are sitting there, you know, talking about their little Daredevil book. Right. <laughs> and now they're giving him, uh, they're giving Donny Cates the ability to run Marvel Knights and do some things. He's the only great thing. I say only. There are other great writers there, but right now it's the only thing coming out that's that's fantastic uh, that I get excited about when I see uh, stuff he's doing because he's doing stuff no one else is doing. He's got Howard the Duck as Juggernaut. <laughs> that uh, is funny. Yeah, uh, what, he's got he, Cosmic he, Ghost Rider. Yeah, is, who's the Punisher, right? Who's yeah. Frank Castle? Yeah, yeah, and that's that story is awesome. Yeah. Um, I, 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 in Marvel's defense, I still enjoy anything Jason Aaron does over there. True, uh, um, he was. There was no Jason Aaron and no announcements no. there. Um, I'm trying to remember who else was not there because there was a lot of uh, panels where they were like, "We're going to talk about this," but this creator isn't there. Right, and I'm like, what? The, the the thing that's bothering me is the when you're a publisher and you admit <laughs> defeat, you've just been bought out by Disney and you go, we can't make comics for kids. We're going to go to IDW to do it. Which, you know, now that you mentioned Disney in that same sentence, we, we were talking before the show about, you know, them not being able to make. How ironic is that, that you get bought out by Disney, but you can't make comics for kids? And you and you go to IDW. You don't even right. go in-house or look for a new solution. But that's what DC was doing. DC lets IDW pu publish some of their crossover stuff. Yeah. And maybe that's good, but, you know, I just don't, you know, Marvel's just doing a shit job, in my opinion. And I, this has been an ongoing thing. It's just gone downhill and downhill. They just don't really have a lot of things that are exciting. And so when you look at Comic-Con, you're like, what am I getting excited about? Um, let me well, see. Well, well, here's one just because of we're talking about Marvel. What do you think about uh, Comcast pulling their uh, possible... Uh, they, they were I think they were never in it. You don't think so? I don't think they were ever in it. Um, I know. Well, yeah. They, well, I think they wanted Sky. I think they wanted Sky 1. Yeah. But um, as far as content, I don't think they were really in it. And I thought it would be a better deal if they would to break it up. Disney, go ahead and get what they wanted. Comcast, get what they wanted and separate the two. But um, it, I think it's going to work out for the fans better if Disney gets everything. I don't know about that. <laughs> we can get into that in just a sec. I think right, that's going to have a lot of debate about the James Gunn issue. Right. Well, yeah, that... Uh, we'll get into that in the second show, <laughs> right? Because I think that's gonna. 
Disney owning 40% is not a good thing for the entertainment industry. Now, you can go out and create your own entertainment and everything, but if you get blackballed by 40% of the industry, what are you going to do? Well, that still leaves you 60. (laughs) Still leaves you 60. It's that Louisville Independent School District education, but (laughs) 60 is better than 40. True about the entire entertainment industry. You you yeah. you won't direct a Star Wars film. You yeah. won't direct a superhero film. You won't. I mean, there's a lot of uh, IPs that they own. You will never touch. That's and, true. And that's all people are doing are rebooting stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you want to touch a property, you know, especially a Disney one, make sure your Twitter feed is clean. That's <laughs> sad, sad thing. Even if you've apologized for it before. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about this on just a sec uh, two weeks ago, the fact that there's 145 different sequels in play right now. It's insane. It's insane. Um, well, you were going in. I'll, I'll jump into the little bit of Marvel news I got later. Well, no, I was just going to ask. Um, I haven't finished Luke Cage season two. Okay. Have you guys finished it, and what do you think? Yes. Uh, Much better. I mean, not, not that the season one wasn't good, but right. I, think, I think this one picked up. Yeah, well, we, there, we can all admit a, season one had issues. But there's a direction. I right. see the direction now, and I was like, at, at episode 10, I thought that's the direction it was going to take, and I was like, oh, no, you're going somewhere else, and let's see, let's see what happens. I, I, I'm not 100% sold on it, but the ending made me very curious about what they're going to do. Okay, cool. Um, Heroes for Hire type stuff, or...? No. That one no. episode. No. No, no. Screw mm. that. It needs to be going that direction. After that one episode, it needs to be going Heroes for Hire. It, it should, but I, I don't know. We, they're, they're screwing season three for Luke Cage or Iron Fist. Just give us Heroes for Hire. That's well, what I want. Okay, okay. Let me dig into one of the Marvel pieces because yeah, this, this ties into that. All of the Marvel Knights titles, uh, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Daughters of the Dragon, will be premiering digital only. They did digital only with Luke or, or with Iron, Iron Fist, Fist, Iron uh, Fist. with Carrie Andrews' uh, title last year. It didn't do that well. It didn't. Yeah, I don't think so. I never bought it, and I loved I his never, work. Yeah. I loved what he did, and I was looking for you know a continuation of that. Right. Uh, but I'm not going to go buy a digital only. I don't know. It, well, it, I mean, we're at th- the age is, where, where things are still we're, we're still tactile. Yeah, and, I, and so digital it, only just kind of. I don't mind buying physical and getting a digital copy and reading it. I mean, because yeah. like we talked about our age, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just nicer to read it on the iPad. But, yeah, just there's just something, and maybe it's just subconscious about buying it digital only. Well, and, and this is the other thing that was really weird about this. All the people working on these books I've never heard of. Right. So, well, I mean, and, and the thing about it is, is usually – We've had so many advances in technology over the last 15 years or whatever. But I think subconsciously for me, there's a, there's a bad connotation um, of when someone does something just digital only because it's usually something bad. It's some, something they're just trying to stick to a wall, and it's really never that great. And you think of uh, self-publishing. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people right. self-publish a lot of digital stuff because they do digital art. and. Right. And you think that's the lowest cost for uh, people who are just trying to start. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just, you know, they a year later, uh, the Iron Fist series that Carrie Andrews did online came out in print. It came out in print, yeah. These will come out in some sort of graphic novel form, I'm sure. Um, I'm curious, what if they just started putting single issues uh, digital and you only could buy graphic novels, hardback and softcover? I might actually be down for that because, yeah. I mean, that's basically what we do now, right? We buy single issues, and they come up with a nice omnibus edition, and we go out and buy that so we can put it on the bookshelf. Yeah. I mean... We're worse than music fans who we buy, are. <laughs> we buy are. it on... Yeah. Uh, buy an album, um, buy a cassette, buy a I can single, see it. I can digital. See. As long as we knew that was coming and we actually liked the product digital, I think that might turn us around. Yeah, it's not going to be any cheaper though. No, it's not. It is cheaper for them, but it is not going to yeah. be any cheaper. I, I I'm just really curious to see what we're going to get. Uh, Luke Cage will be written by Anthony uh, Del Cole, uh, drawn by Joe. I don't. I'm going to really butcher that name. Uh, Janoy Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, the cover looks great. Um, Iron Fist. We're going to call him Dave for right now. 
Iron Fist Phantom Lib will be written by uh, Clay Chapman. Doug. And uh, drawn, by, <laughs> drawn by Guillermo Santa. And Daughters of the Dragon will be written by Jed McKay and drawn by Travel Foreman. I know none of these people. We're going to call no. them both Dwayne. <laughs> they're all, now they're known as New Doug. New Doug. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome to the Marvel family, New Dougs. Right. My name is Jed. <laughs> Um, so, so that was that was kind of an interesting story because those are all titles I'll buy, right? And now I'm kind of put on the fence of I might have to wait for a graphic novel and yeah. just not get them digitally. Did they cancel Defenders? Yes, when Bendis left, they they ended issue ten. So, and that was the one book I was so hyped for. It was, right, and I'm waiting for that to become a trade paperback because I'll pick it up in a heartbeat. You can still read Bendis. Superman's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It's and exciting, here, man. I read the first the issue, and pitch. I was not in for where he went at the end of the issue. Really? Yeah. I mean, I just... I, they, they've given him free range. I mean, what's awesome is he's redoing uh, um, his home base, Fortress of Solitude. Um, yeah, I like where they put it. But. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, he, they're giving him, you know, the ability to change some things and start it's over just, and rebuild and do it his way, and it, I would let Bendis do it. My thing is, it's like he's going after the guy who destroyed the Fortress in Candor, and it's like... Look, you had that six issue story arc. Push that away for a little bit. Deal with some Superman. Start Superman fresh again, and then let him go for it. I don't don't just go right back into it. But can I give spoiler alerts for? Sure. For Superman, uh, the first Ben to Superman. If you don't want to hear the ending to this, uh, skip ahead about fifteen seconds. At the end, planet Earth is in the Phantom Zone. That's kind of a cool setup for a yeah. bigger cosmic problem than de- defeating the guy who took care of Candor and yeah, Kyle. <laughs> I'm still. I'm, g- 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 it's Bendis. It's Bendis. I, I, was, I, I know. Bendis. I, granted, granted, yeah. granted, granted. I believe in Bendis. Yeah, I'm still more interested in where they're going with the current new Justice League issue. That is exciting too, man. I am loving that League? book. No, no, it's a Snyder. Scott Snyder. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's hot. It's yeah. I mean, it's, it's so it's, fun. It's Justice League versus the Legion of Doom. Okay. So it's mean, actually Zack Snyder. It's three. Do- it's three shades darker and impossible to read. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun, and the variants that uh, they're putting out. I'm picking up all the Jim Lee variants, which right. I'm part of the problem. I'm sorry, people. Yes, I buy variant covers. I love them. Mm. You uh, and Daniel. <laughs> you got to kill the industry for us, don't you? Daniel asked me about, I think it was Batman uh, issue 50, The Wedding. I think there's 75 variant covers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he was going, how many should I get? I was like, one. Yeah, that's it. Maybe two. Maybe. I, have you ever looked back at something you've bought two covers of and you go, God, I'm an idiot? Yeah. Uh, I did that for X-Force 1. I bagged one and, or kept it we in all the bag. Did. We all did. Yeah, yeah. and it was yeah. just like, I'm, who the hell's buying this? Well, in 1993, you didn't know any better. I mean, like, you know. Well, I, I, don't I get me wrong. Uh, we bag on that now, but we were all part of that problem. No, right we are all part, and part of the problem. And in 1993, I thought Rob Liefeld was one of the hottest artists out there. You mm-hmm. know, it's the difference between a 12-year-old and 40-year-old. It's like, you know. Minus the feet. <laughs> <laughs> but how many copies of X Men number one did you buy? Oh yeah. God, I bought the I bought the whole cover exactly. I bought the whole cover. Exactly. It had it had a five cover Jim Lee X Men. I, I bought the whole thing. Here's the funny part: I bought a bunch of Spawn, um, different covers. I think when Image first came out, I bought all the yeah you know, Young Blood Wildcats. I go back and reread that Spawn crap. It was just a horrible book. Yeah. How, how he became there famous. was no. There's still one that holds a special place in my heart. And I think it was issue eight. It's a spawn yeah. service. Oh, see, I was going to go with the. Uh, I'm trying to remember who the ki- who the uh, ice cream. There's a killer in there, and he's finger painting, and he's actually taking fingers off of children and using them to paint with. Right. I always go. I always, when I get to the end of that story and I see that, I'm just like, oh, this is messed up. I like yeah. this. I kind of like the darkness of the villains in it. So. But but Spawn never seemed to go anywhere or do anything. Um, no. It was more the villains were were always better. The villains always outdid him. Well, Image when they first started out, really, I mean, I, I wanted to like it, but it just never. Maybe outside of a few issues, nothing really ever caught on to me like Marvel or DC. It was you know you wanted something that was kind of like continuous superhero villain kind of fight thing, and you know I, I think really the only one that's still kind of going in a in a weird sort of way from its very first beginning was Savage Dragon. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. 
And, uh, and and he's he's just been so successful to kind of create a world for Savage yeah, Dragon. Yeah. I mean, he's created villains. He's done an incredible job and consistently just done um, his own book since the beginning. I don't think anyone's no. filled in for Eric. No, 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 no. Eric, Eric's been on there um, since the beginning. All right. Uh, something out of uh, San Diego you like? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to bring this topic up right now from Marvel to DC. Um, starting with uh, the Titans trailer. Mm. Okay. Holy shit. So and not in a good shit way. <laughs> so we got a couple of uh, of cup, some information about the DC Universe subscription. It's going to be seven ninety nine, which I'm okay with that. That's a good price. That's a fair, yeah. that's a fair price. It's a good yeah. price. And also the fact you can get it for seventy five for the whole year subscription, and which say, is even cheaper. Yeah. yeah, which I'm that, that that I'm good with. And I and I and before we get the times, I have seen the Young Justice season three trailer, and please release it now. Because I have been jonesing for a season three to that cliffhanger yeah. for a while. Yeah. And and that's that's a trailer I haven't watched yet. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I've been dying for Young Justice season three. Yeah. Okay. It, so uh maybe uh I'll be I'll be on to help out with just a sec if you guys want to watch that after this. Maybe we could air some trailers and get some live reaction. Yeah. Okay. Because I definitely want to see that because I've been a big fan of the cartoon. Okay. If you haven't seen Young Justice I mean, it may hold up as one of the best storylines. Yeah, uh, yeah. Season is. one was more of a typical... Best cartoon storylines, at least. Was like a typical comic book kind of show. You know, yeah. It dealt with more like your typical 80... It was very season. episodic. Yeah. And then when you got to uh, season two, it got to really just kind of dark and more of it. Like, it just... Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then they went and canceled it. Like, Thank you, Cartoon Network. You yeah. suck. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, they canceled two things at the time didn't they cancel that Green and Lantern it was Green Lantern, Green Lantern. Lantern. and then, yeah. then they brought the Batman out yeah more yeah. style less substance yeah not the point, good funny thing about it both of those shows were pretty they were top notch well and plus Green Lantern was Bruce Tim again it yeah. was in Bruce yeah. Tim anime style it might have been 3D but I was was that Nathan Fillion as, as the voice of no, 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 no. Nathan had nothing to do with that series I, wow because I, I was thinking the same thing who was yeah. the voice of Al all right, we're gonna have to take a break. Yeah, there's on. something Kyle doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> all I know is they uh, they brought uh, Kyle Peter. You failed uh, us for the last time. No, no, no. Was it Dietrich Bader or who's the voice of Batman on Batman: Brave and the Bold? That was Dietrich Bader. He played Guy Gardner in that series. Oh, okay, okay. cool, very yeah. cool. Um, while while Kyle's looking this up, I just want to give a shout out to one of my friends. Sarah Coon has uh, Josh Keaton. Josh Josh Keaton is the name of Hal for that series. I don't even know who that is. Mm-mm. Um. I can try to find up his filmography here in a second. Keep talking. Okay. Um, congratulations to Sarah. She uh, she went out and just got a job at DC. <laughs> no, uh, she has been working really hard. She has written a, a series of books um, that has landed her a job writing uh, Cassandra Kane graphic novel for DC Inc. Um, and this is really exciting because I see a ton of people go online and talk about representation. You right. know, I I want this. She just did it. She wrote a trilogy of books, uh, nailed it. Um, moving on to Cassandra Kane over at DC is an awesome gig. Um, right. She I know she's been writing some of the romance comics and uh, different anthology books. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sarah, congratulations! You worked really hard. You earned it, and your books are amazing. Right. Um, speaking of Cassandra, are we getting a? Did you see the news? We're getting Batwoman. Yes. Let's. Okay. Let's what? Let's I was going to say, jump into the DC TV stuff. Okay. DC TV. Okay. Um, Batwoman, you guys on board? Yeah, why not? I mean, I'm, why not? I'm, I'm almost a little more curious to know, because I mean, Bruce Wayne's been mentioned at least once in Arrow season uh, six, so I'm, I'm kind of curious to know, if, you know is she going to be the lone, you know, uh, the first Gotham vigilante? Is she taking over because their vigilantes disappeared? You know, I'm kind of curious. Uh, and the other thing is there, there's been rumors that the main villain for the crossover this year is going to be the Court of Owls. Dude. It's not confirmed. It's just, but still, that would be. And the other thing I'm a little disappointed about is they've already announced that uh, Legends of Tomorrow will not be a part of the crossover. Which is such a bummer because, man, that what? would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, why? Ha- they're going to deal with the trilogy. Is Super Black Girl, Lightning? Gre- are they going no, no, no. That, they're still separate in that universe. But they're talking about the trilogy, which is normally Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. This year, it's, it's Supergirl, Green Arrow, Flash is their trilogy. And so that's where they're going to be dealing with that. So I don't know where they're going. Mm. I, I, Legends of Mars is the best of those shows. I hate to admit it, but I got near the end of the season, and I just really didn't care about Arrow. <laughs> I didn't care, I, I didn't I care about Flash. Uh, episode 13, like, their mid-season break yeah. is when I stopped watching all of them. 
No, I, I kept on watching all of it, and I'm curious of to see, see where they're. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a true fan. I like you. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of curious to see where they go with season uh, five of The Flash, though. I mean, with uh, they were the, they, the, the trailer looked amazing, and Nora is actually going by the nickname XS. Who, if anybody doesn't know, that's actually Barry's granddaughter in the future, and who's a part of the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. So, right. and the ring. They gave us the freaking ring finally. I know. I mean, it was season two. Barry gave the ring. You know, uh, uh, Eobard Thawne's, you know, flash ring with a costume pop sack. like, hey, see if you can do something with this. Three seasons later, nothing. Yep. Not one freaking thing. And now they get it. gives Nora the ring. And we're like, oh, we're getting that. We're getting it now. It's like, Christ. What? Mm. I'm a fanboy. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> he loves those little fanboy touches. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's when you do stuff like that. And it's like, you know, and, like, you know, again, I'm looking forward to Krypton, which I know. Clay gave us some news, which I'm excited about this. Yeah, they've, they, they're going to bring Lobo. That's the big bad for season two, apparently. Yeah, and yeah. while these guys have been preaching for me to watch, I felt overloaded with superhero TV and haven't watched this it yet. This isn't superhero in the way you think of the DC stuff. No. This is more Civil War. I mean, nobody in the series has powers outside of Brainiac, but he's an android. You know, he's a robot, so it's like, you know, and like there, there's no super... You, you realize that this is... Superman's grandfather leading into the age of superheroes on Earth, but nobody on Krypton has superpowers. It's all tech stuff and Civil War they're, they're doing. You know, and science and genetic codes and cloning and stuff like that. Okay, so it's more hard sci-fi? Almost, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, right. this is probably one of the best series. No offense to Adrian, but I think it's even better than Magicians. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> We're going to have a nerd duel. <laughs> It'll be Mag- short-lived. Magicians wait, on season four now? Huh? Is, are they going to season four? Yeah, going yeah. To so I mean, four. like, they've got, and they've. I think they've always done a good job with you know doing series, but this is one of the best ones I think they've done for anybody, whether or not you're a sci-fi fan, that you can come in and start just fresh with Superman. It's an origin story, but not an origin story. Okay, I, I still need to check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be one of those. Uh, I'm going to binge probably before season two, so I can see Lobo. This is the Lobo. first Lobo we've gotten, other right. than the animated Lobo, right? I wonder if we're going to uh, go full blown. Lobo, or we're gonna get that email Lobo that we no, got a couple well, years ago. No, we're ago. gonna go. They're gonna they're gonna go normal Lobo. I'll no. guarantee that one. Emo, you give us emo Lobo. <laughs> I am out. Emo Lobo didn't last that long in the comic books. Right. Trust me. Yeah, if it's orange, yeah, if it's orange purple jumpsuit Lobo, I, I'm I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Adrian, what stuff have you dug out of San Diego? Um. Like I said, I really haven't been paying much attention. The only the biggest news for me was the announcement that uh, John Schnepp passed away. Yeah, this week, um, it kind of hit me really hard because I just fact figured out who John was like six years ago. Yeah, I, I had to look it up when I read it. I didn't realize he had done the Megalocalypse yeah. stuff. And um, I guess uh, the ticket uses the phrase, you know, um, someone such so is their leader. John Snepp has been my leader. He, I had already started dabbling into getting back in the comic books. Um, I guess when Iron Man came out. Okay. And, uh, but being introduced to him and his love, he was probably the greatest ambassador for nerd culture. Period. Yeah. Um, very honest, wore his heart on his sleeve. Um, very, 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 very knowledgeable. Um, Running down some of his nerd cred, not only was he responsible for creating Metalocalypse, he also had a huge hand in Venture Brothers, and his live-action debut was The Death of Superman Lives. Yeah, that, he, he oh, did the documentary? that. documentary? The documentary. He, he, he created that. That was, really? his, that was his pet project. And that um, is amazing. For anyone who hasn't it. seen yeah. it, yeah. Um, matter of fact, I think I can't... He's not... On um, IMDb, um, he's not listed, but the Black Panther cartoon on that was on BET, yeah. uh, the Reggie Headland one. Yes, okay. He was either the director or producer of that entire series. Oh man! Matter of fact, I think it was him that changed Rhino into Juggernaut. You know how the in that original Reggie Headland run, it was it was Rhino that came to, oh, to yeah, Wakanda, yeah. but in that series, it was Juggernaut, and I think that was his decision to do that for whatever hmm. reason. But um, I don't know. Like I, you get you get attached to um, 
No, I love this. Our, our, um, just this is one bit of trivia. Apparently, his very first thing ever in any film was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was an extra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's from Chicago, so the, his, ner- awesome. his nerd cred overlaps <laughs> yeah. a lot. Um, but uh, you, we get attached to celebrities or whatever, and you know when you hear one pass away, it kind of it, it hits you. You know, it kind of stings a little bit. But in the last two months, I've had two of probably one of my favorite celebrities, Anthony Bourdain and John Schnepp, pass away. And I, I guess because of the stuff I've been going through at home, it, like I literally, when I saw the video and uh, Clyder produced the video and, you know, announcing his passing, yeah, I literally cried. I sat there and bawled. Because, oh, I mean, like I said, every Monday and Wednesday, I'd watch Heroes. I knew it came out at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. By about 5 o'clock, I'm sitting there watching it on my iPad. And he was just so knowledgeable and and passionate about nerd culture. Yeah. And just to see such a huge guy just have a stroke and is not here anymore. He's only 51 years old. Yeah, and, and from my understanding, he still has an incredible amount of bills, and there's a GoFundMe for him yeah. uh, just to help his wife out. Yeah. Uh, maybe not even his wife. They're engaged. They, they were supposed to get married last, next year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, sad. But, I mean, they've been together for like 16 years. Man, so I mean, I'm sure they have a lot of bills tied together. Yeah, and then, um, and like I said, he was a huge part of the Collider family. So um, they stopped producing all videos for like 24, 48 hours after that. That's sad. Yeah, very yeah. sad. Um, yeah, for um, for me, it's probably Harold Ramis. Yeah. You know, he was he was so big. He had written so much comedy. I'd grown up and just like yeah. learned comedy right. from that guy. And so when he passed, I was like, oh, just, yeah. just ate me up. Yeah, um, I mean, he was like, like I said, I felt like I knew him personally. Never met the man before in my life, but yeah. I watched him so much, and he was just so honest and just genuine on air that you felt like you knew him. Like uh, It felt like uh, my best friend passed away. I think oh, man. for me it was Robin Williams. That hurt. Yeah, that was just. I mean, it, it wasn't like he wasn't even like he just died of a stroke or something. Like it was yeah. him taking his own life. He just don't yeah. realize it's like how. Like you know, you, you don't. See, find that's out the only li- reason I didn't. I didn't shed a tear for Anthony Bourdain because he took his own life. I was a little pissed off about that. Well, and, but but this is where it, oh, no, I'm not trying to. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get no. it, it. And some people might say it's a coward's way out, but again, it's one of those things you don't realize until after. Like when with Robin Williams, all these stories and a couple of different people who interviewed on podcast didn't realize that. The darkness and the demons yeah. that he was dealing with, and I'm not saying it was an. Ex- that's the way it should have gone, but you just you can't. It's hard to think differently about it because you don't know what was going, what he was dealing with inside of his own head, and so yeah. it's, it's right. those, I can't judge him because of that. No. I, mean, I, I want no, to, no. Trust me, if anybody of, understands anything about depression, it's this guy yeah. right here. So I, I get that. It's just like I said, I care about those two in particular so yeah. much. See, and, and, and that that I was a little pissed off that he took his own life this time. Like I get, I understand depression. I understand waking up and not wanting to be here anymore. Yeah. And I understand having the guts to go ahead and do it. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time with Anthony Bourdain, I was really upset because like, like I always had this, this picture of if I ever became famous, I'd want to have the perfect dinner party. And who would I invite of like a perfect dinner party is like 10 people or less. Yeah. Who would you invite to that dinner party? John Schnepp and Anthony Bourdain are like at the the Mount Rushmore of who should be at my dinner party. That'd be interesting. Yeah, talk. like Samuel L. Jackson, Rachel Maddow, and they're, they're, those four have to be at my dinner party. Everybody else is a little bit interchangeable for the time, but yeah, the, considering that in the last two months, two of my favorite people have lost my, my dinner party are gone. I'm a little emotional about that. Yeah, I'll come. Huh? I'll come to your dinner party. You're not fucking near my house. <laughs> you, 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 you might get the, to serve the, like the, the stuff I can get. I'm telling you right now, Kyle. Kyle Kyle's not on your Mount Rushmore. I'm telling you right now. The day I hit the lottery, Kyle will call my phone and be like, doo, doo, doo. <laughs> "We're sorry, that number has been disconnected." <laughs> if you feel this recording in error, please check back and call again. Yeah. If right. This is Kyle. Please check me and kiss my black ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, let, let me let me go ahead and try to build up DC since I brought down Marvel with yeah, my yeah, beginning. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm so <laughs> sorry. Kyle's butt hurt. I'm sorry, Kyle. 
house and overtaken abuse. Uh, I'm used to it. This is what we deal with on just a sec now. This is right. We, we usually we have Danny sitting in between the two of them. Right. We don't have that today. No. Uh, I'm going to stay here for just a second, but, uh, but and <laughs> let them fight. Cal's going to go we'll out the window, do. man. I'm telling you, I'm still here. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So man. go ahead. No, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, no, no. I just wanted to get in. To the biggest writing news out of DC is uh, Grant Morrison taking over uh, Green Lantern. Uh, yeah, I'm or the Green Lantern Corps. I'm super I, excited I, I, about. I that. like the premise that you were telling me about that. Yeah, so I was I was going through the news story and and here's what sold uh, sold it for me. This is a quote from uh, Dan Diodato. Um, yeah, it's an assault on Precinct 13 storyline where basically everybody comes after the Green Lantern Corps, and. Man, I love that movie, so I'm super excited, especially to see Grant Morrison behind the wheel. The original or the the remake? The original. Fuck the remake. <laughs> that remake was so bad. I watched part of it a couple weeks ago. Ugh. No. But but just to make everybody cheerier, um, I did watch The Losers again last night. Love that movie. The Losers it's is a, the best, man. It's a great stop-down movie, dude. I, I love that movie. Yeah. I, hate the, I hate that it had to come out and fight against... Those other crap movies, right? Because it came out against A Team and uh, the oh. Expendables. Oh, that's all three right. came out at the same time, and that A Team movie is the biggest turd I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's up there. Mm, it's pretty <laughs> giant. Um, also, uh, in in DC writing news, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick will be taking over Aquaman. Okay. Yeah. Excited, excited. Captain Marvel, uh, I mean, she pretty much put Captain Marvel on the map, I feel, like yeah. where it is now. Um, I feel like, who, who are your definitive Aquaman writers? Peter I David. don't have one. Peter David. Peter I David. Have one. It was Peter David that brought us the more dark and gritty Aquaman with the, the hook. With the hook, yeah. yeah. So Peter David, definitely. Yeah, so uh, Kelly Sue, maybe. I mean, if it wasn't for the Peter David, I don't think we'd, I don't think Jason Momoa would be Aquaman right now. That's true. Oh. We'd still be having... That was the most difficult thing four or five years ago when they were talking about um, Justice League. Everybody that didn't really know comics would always poo-poo on Aquaman. Yeah. And I'm like, come on now. Yeah. Well, you don't know nothing about Well, my favorite part. is like, everyone always goes, he just talks to fish. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. The, the man is, you know, strong I mean, don't enough get, to punch Superman out. He's bulletproof wrong. because of how dense his skin is. You know, he can... And he's swim. a king. And yeah, exactly. And he, he, he will stab you through the heart with a, with a trident if, before you say... Who am I? I mean, don't get me wrong. The Super <sighs> Friends didn't do a no, no justice put no. him in that gay-ass uniform. But, you know. <laughs> no, that was the costume he wore in the comics since the 40s. That's, the one, that we're gonna see, that's the one we're, we'll see in the movie, well, too. No, they, they just yeah. re- no, at Comic-Con, they just released a statue of Aquaman, and it's Momoa in the actual like gold top and green bottoms. Yeah. So, I'm sure it's updated, though. I'm <laughs> sure it's not as gay as... Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that word is... What it should be, no, maybe a okay, little. Okay, maybe uh, I might lose my job later, like 10 years from now. Yeah, when you're <laughs> so directing Guardians <laughs> Volume 3. Well, I'm directing Guardians Volume 30. Uh. <laughs> well, here, let me, let me give you uh, uh, Kelly Sue's pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Sue plans uh, for revitalizing Aquaman into a Daredevil born-again uh, style story for the underwater hero, re-examining his roots and relationship with his mother. All right, that's interesting. I just want to know who they're going to use to bring him down. Like, if you if you use born again, that means that somebody's going to have to bring him down and well, turn his, him down his, to his core. Yeah, his main nemesis. Make it Ocean Master. Make it Ocean Master. That's what I'm saying. It, it could be Ocean Master. Or it could be uh, Black Mana. I always think him and Black Mana always it's had... It's a non-dolphin safe tuna net. It's done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always like Black Manta as like the physical altercation, but like Ocean Master is a bigger, you know, more schemes m- yeah, along the line of Kingpin. Um, I do have a question for you about going back to Green Lantern. Do you think he will keep... One of the things I like about uh, Jeff John's run on Green Lantern is that Sinestro is his arch enemy, but Sinestro is his best friend. Um, I like that aspect of it. I wonder if they're going to keep that in this new series. I don't know. I mean, because it's, cause it's the core. Yeah. So he's going to be writing multiple characters yeah. and knowing him, he'll put a whale in it that talks or something. So right. I always get excited for Grant. I mean, he's been editor-chief over at Heavy Metal for a while. Right. Uh, so I'm curious to see him come back and what he can do and what kind of weird stuff he's been reading to or what kind of weird drugs he's been taking. Right. <laughs> he, he's a guy who will 
create characters for himself. Like, uh, if anyone has had a chance to look into Grant Morrison's discussion of the Invisibles and how he mm-hmm. created a character based on himself and everything he did to that character happened to him in real life and his belief in magic, it's amazing stuff. I'll have to check that <laughs> it's out. It's totally worth uh, hunting down and, and I mean, if you, if you don't think he's crazy, just check out Happy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, el- most of his books are yeah. pretty out there. Uh, Kyle, next news story. What are you big on? Uh, well, I, are we going to save for just a sec? But I want to talk about the Titans trailer. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, get it out of here. Okay, let's let's ruin it for everyone. Yeah, I mean we're gonna, we're bringing it up in Danny's segment anyway. So it's okay, fine. yeah, it. Uh, I want to say it's a teaser, but I know that it's coming out next month, and it's just I really am not. I mean Nightwing, not, not even Nightwing. He's still Robin. Robin, and when he goes fuck Batman, I'm like. And yeah. it, looks, it looks like he snaps somebody's neck. There's a scene where he's kicking people's butts, and he steps on somebody's head, and almost sounds like he snaps a guy's neck. It's like Robin doesn't kill. This isn't injustice. This, you know, this is it's Titans. Yeah, I'm not. It really turned me off from that show. Uh, Robin. Um, I mean, everybody. Hawk and Dove, and that was really it. I, I'm more excited to see Logan. I'm uh, excited to see. Oh yeah, yeah. Beast Boy was okay. Raven, not sold. I mean, this is. I like Raven. I, I like that. No, okay, this is not a hate. I mean, like I said, I know you were telling earlier the actress yeah. who's playing Firestar had to cancel her Instagram account. This is not a hate on her, but she still doesn't look like the alien that I want. For, that's supposed to be Starfire. Yeah, I think they've changed her up a lot. Uh, but yeah, there was a, a news story I read just before we went on air that the actress that's playing Starfire uh, deleted her Instagram account just because of hate. And my thing is, it's like, okay, and I'm, I'm trying to be, I want to be as very tiptoe around this as much as I can, but it's like, Starfire is an eight-foot, totally orange Amazon alien who does not really admit any kind of ethnicity whatsoever. Right. I mean, at least in, in Supergirl with Martian Manhunter, granted, he's played by an African-American actor, but that's when he takes the form of a human. When he goes all Martian Manhunter, he's a full green alien Martian. Mm-hmm. She's got to be, a, to be, in my opinion, to play the justice of the character right, she's got to be a full orange Fully orange alien, you know, character. I'm not. I'm not saying you can. She could be Chinese actress playing the character, but she's got to. If you want to do, she looked taller than Robin. Yeah, which I always thought was yeah, the but, way. It was. But, but she still looks like somebody who just looks like she's painted orange in that in that sequence, and it's like that's not Starfire. Okay. I mean, that, that, I mean, I'm not trying to hate, but that's just how it's. It sounds like you're hating. I, <laughs> I, I have to be honest with you. I'm not. You know, the actor. I just now you're hating. So how, about this, how, about this, how about this, Kyle? I'll throw you a little peace offering. Um, so I know you like to get your little Kyle boners. Um, <laughs> well, the, Kyle boners. Uh, Stargirl is being developed for DC Universe. No, I knew that. I knew that. Oh, yeah. well, then fuck you then. Uh, what about your being butthurt about Titans? I'm not. I'm just. I try, Titans, to cheer, I try to cheer you up. Titans is Screw one of you. my favorite series out yeah. there. So it's one of those things. It's like, again, it's when you go to the Marvel uh, Marvel TV series, it's like if you're going to pull these characters off, do it. At least come close to what the characters are supposed to be in. I don't feel like, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, I just... The, the greatest example is Catwoman. You had Halle Berry, and you gave her a Catwoman that wasn't Catwoman from the comics, and you called it Catwoman. Yeah. That's not Catwoman. No, but she man. played basketball, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, just right now, it just I don't know. Titans does not feel like Titans. It's like, uh, it's like a darker version of where these characters are supposed to become. Yeah. Hey, I, it's the Snyder Cut. Hey, you're getting your white last man standing. Be happy. See that I like. Super I like, excited about yeah. that. Getting a series, right? Star Girl. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to. We get this Swamp Thing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, DC looks like they're going to use the streaming service to make a lot of different kind of cool TV series. Hopefully, yeah. So at seven ninety nine, I think we all kind of said we'd we'd try it out. Subscribe. I'm sure they'll give us like a month free to try out. I'll get Kyle's password. Yeah. All right, and then uh, <laughs> I was going to say one more thing. Times apparently with some of the different, um, you can borrow it. No, it's like <laughs> apparently we're getting Jason Todd. We're getting Connor. We're, get, we're getting, like, apparently Wonder Girl. They've already confirmed all these different characters. Oh, so like, I didn't know they confirmed Wonder Girl and Connor. Yeah, no, Wonder Girl's already been cast. Connor, is, it looks like Superboy is going to come near the end of the season. Nice. Uh, Jason, the sixth episode, I think, is titled Jason Todd. And so, like, we're mm. getting all of the different Titans, but it's, like, start it right. Don't give us, like, this half-assed attempt at a Titans TV series. If, if you've got to push it back, release date until, I'll take it, until December, fine. But make it look really good. Don't. Half-assed because you you need some show to start off your streaming service. So it it looks like the first story might be Trigon, the um, yeah Raven's uh, father. As dark as yeah. she looks, yeah. Yeah, and um, they will probably hit the uh, Terra uh, Judas contract story too. I don't think. Well, I don't know. I was I reading mean, something. I don't know if they're going that one. Just I, yeah. I, I, well, if Deathstroke's going to be the 
Is he? The, I can't remember. Is he the big baddie for the season? That's what I heard. I heard he's going to be a big minute, Now, that or did you see the trailer for Teen Titans Go? Because that looks amazing uh, and it has I'm 100 a, on Rotten Tomatoes um, right now. I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah, so, so yeah, what, I didn't what's see wrong? Teen, what, what, no, what's wrong with the anime stuff, huh? 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 Yeah. I just... I, that's I what's just, wrong I'm, with Teen I, Titans Go. No, I'm with yeah, Adrian yeah. on this one. I yeah. love Teen Titans Go. It is so fun. It is yeah, funny. It's so it twisted and sick. It's, um, I think during just a sec, can you go ahead and pull up the Teen Titans Go trailer? And I want him to watch it because I want to see Adrian try not to laugh at how good that trailer is. Well, we may have to post some live reaction shots of that one. Yeah, because because Teen Titans Go trailer, I was uh, watching Ant-Man and Wasp and that trailer came in before and it is really good. And I was super excited. I'd, I'd pay to go see that movie. I still have not seen Ant Man and the Wasp. So, eh. it, they get that. small, they get big. Yeah, and there's a villain called the Ghost. Yeah, there you go. And then, then there's Giant Man. Mm-hmm. Orange Fisherman's in the movie. See, the, the, you know what, Kyle? The He's only, in the trailer. He's the, in the trailer. It's not a spoiler. Speaking, to speaking you. of your little your little jab about the whole ghost thing, the only reason I really don't throw you out that damn window is because I know the ghost of Kyle would be a lot more annoying than the <laughs> fucking real Kyle. Yeah. Hi, Adrian. Yeah, yeah that would be Yeah, it. yeah. And then you can't kick me out of your dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> well, that's when we bring in Bill Murray and the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. <laughs> Form an exorcism. Ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> All right, Adrian. What story you got out of San Diego that you're digging? Uh, I, I, did, I did Stargirl. Oh. Um, it looks like I didn't get to read the article, but it jumped out at me. Um, uh, Marvel Studios may be developing Ironheart to replace Iron Man. That would make sense. It would make sense, yeah, if they want to keep within the same continuity well, and not do a giant I mean, reboot. The, the well, funny thing about it is you can do Shuri. Yeah, well, they've already announced. I mean, Captain Marvel is going to be the ma- like the big kind of, going to f- the She's next be phase. The new leader. Yeah, yeah, so it makes sense because you know they're kind of they're doing that. New animated series, uh, Secret Defenders, or Secret, I can't remember what it's, but the new animated one with Squirrel Girl and Spider-Gwen, oh, yeah. and, yeah. and they got, what's her name, Chloe Bennett from uh, Agents they, of wait, S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, didn't they stop production on that one, though? Which one? The, the one with Squirrel Girl. No, yeah. they, they stopped the live action of New Warriors. The animated, uh, they, yeah, they, okay. the trailer for the new Secret Defenders is already out on online, so and, and I think it gets released next month. Okay. That's a bummer, because I, I look at that on paper yeah. versus Inhumans, and I would have never made an Inhuman show, but they made that instead of no, this. They should have done what they originally wanted and make an Inhumans film. That, that was on the docket like yeah. over five years ago. The like, next phase three is going to be Inhumans, and nope, we're going to make it into a crappy TV series. They had so I think there's just not enough story that you go that this is iconic. We want to put this. Okay, on here's TV. a question. So Marvel Marvel Studios doesn't come to doesn't do Hall H this year. Is anybody else worried that Kevin Feige hasn't come out and definitively say I'm staying at Marvel? What, how do you mean? I mean. It, there's been rumors he's leaving Marvel going on for a year now. He comes out and, and does all kinds of little drops and, and does definitive type statements all the time, but he's well, never... If he leaves, and this goes right back to what uh, Clay said about 40 minutes ago at the end of Marvel, if he, I think if he leaves, Marvel fan, the cinematic universe might be looking for a downward spiral. See, again, you've you got to remember that Disney's holding on to this stuff. They're not going to give this. They're not going to give any news to the competition. San Diego Comic Con is their competition. They're saving this for their D twenty three or yeah. D23. I'm just saying personally how how he hasn't because there's been rumors that maybe he might leave to run Star Wars. I know Kathleen Kennedy's leaving um, Star yeah. Wars, which I think that oh. I, I think just justifiably so she should be gone. There's been some missteps with Star Wars, but I just, I just no, I know, but there was some there was a, some good news for Star Wars oh. announced at Comic Con. They're bringing back Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Yes. Clone Wars, yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, yeah. I thought it's we were going to talk good. about that on yeah. just a sec because you know that's not really yeah. comic book related, but you know, thanks Scott for bringing it. Actually, well, we, we have all the con- Star Wars comic it's, books. It's called Marvel. Tease. Hey, hey, no, it's called it, a tease. But, could, yeah. could I drop one? Uh, sure. That I got interested in. Uh, Judge Dredd, Mega City One, in development for a TV series. Yeah. Oh. Now they're bringing Judge back Carl Urban. Car- Car- no. I don't know if they're bringing back Carl Car- Urban. It's possible they could. Well, yeah, he did. But yeah, they're bringing they're bringing Mega City he One. Said, he TV. said before he'd do a, yeah. a Judge Dredd TV show. Well, no, no, I, no. I, I was thinking he's done TV before. He did that one uh, that where the, it was the, almost uh, human. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess he could. Okay. 
Okay. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm in for it. Yeah. I, I, I loved Dread, the 3D movie. I thought it was brilliant. Yes. Now, did y'all see, uh, what is his name? Duncan, uh, James Bowie, or David Bowie's son, Duncan Jones? Uh, Duncan Jones. Yes. Duncan Jones tweeted out that he will be doing a Rogue Trooper film. He's gonna from the uh, mm-hmm. uh, Judge Dredd universe. Oh, nice. Really, I was like, uh, are they just gonna start preparing a Judge Dredd universe with different people doing the movies? Because that would be fantastic. That would be good. Uh, I, I love the last one. I was a big fan. Yeah, um, Carl they, Urban they, is perfect. They didn't um, market that movie at all. Um, There's only two movies that I thought um, deserve even being a part of the 3D craze that's going on right now, where every movie's 3D. Avatar, yeah, and Dread. Dread was yeah, yeah Dread it, was phenomenal. It was yeah. well timed. You know, for being low budget, it was well acted. I mean, Lena Headey as mom. It's, holy, cow. Well, it's not even that. It's she like, was so. I mean, as vicious as she could be in a movie without it being Game of Thrones. The biggest right. thing with the whole thing, the novelty of the three D stuff. It's like there's making a film three D, and then they're shooting it in three D. And yes. Judge Dread was shot in three D. Yeah, have these other films like if you, unless you're going to take the time to make it shot in three D, don't bother doing it. Right. And like I said, those are the only two films that that I thought were worth the 3D moniker. Yeah, um, I, I'd throw in Pacific Rim in there, just just because. Wow. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about that. Pacific, Pacific Rim, I think, really, I, I think I think it met its criteria. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go see kaiju fighting uh, giant robots, giant robots <laughs> driven by Sons of Anarchy, yeah. That's the, and yeah. now piloted by uh, uh, Finn from Star Wars. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah Tom but, but I've seen that sequel. Have, have y'all seen the, no. the sequel? I did. I saw the sequel the other day, and uh, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Ooh, it's one I put on and forgot I was watching. <laughs> That's how bad it was. I was like, "Oh shit!" There's giant robots and monsters. What am I? Oh, I put this on. Oh, it was just so dull. Yeah, I was just like, <sighs> I thought it was fun. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, some of the fights, I, but yeah, the yeah. story. I was John just Boyega's like, this, character this. bothered the crap out of me. Um, the little girl was exciting, but very predictable. Like yeah. that whole storyline was just very predictable, and no one else had really any redeeming qualities. Like yeah. every 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 character that she was in the academy with sucked. Yeah. Um, John Boyega's little arch nemesis, former partner over the top freaking acting just sucked and then Somebody's the CG was decent the, yeah. the CG was decent yeah. yeah if you went but, for a story you were gonna be very disappointed but well, if you were going to go see giant robots fighting kaiju well, well here's the problem <laughs> here's the problem I went into that movie going in for just I just need a popcorn flick they try to shoehorn a story in so much that it ruined the freaking popcorn flick yeah your story's in the way of my action yeah exactly <laughs> exactly I, I get where you're coming from yeah. I just yeah, I I thought the combat in the second one was a whole lot easier to follow than the first. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, in the biggest plot hole that really bugged the crowd. Oh, why do I have a feeling which one you're going with? <laughs> is that they shoehorn the Will Smith and the Independence Day? Like the way they try to shoehorn El- Idris Elba into this movie, the same yeah. way they tried to do it with Will Smith and that Independence. Oh, so I didn't even watch that. Yeah, yeah. It, the it, fact it with the son being the yeah, pilot. Yeah, it was just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought I was watching Independence Day in Independence Day too. I give you that, oh, man. I give you that. Um, uh, any other any other news, or you just want to shit on some more Pacific Rim? <laughs> I can I'll shit all, on it too. Yeah. I can do, I can do I, that I, I, all day. I, dog. I still love the first film, but I and 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 the the lead in that well, it's is, like the Matrix. Yeah, you, like you should just stop with Matrix One and not Two and Three. Yeah. Leave, leave some that's nice and done once and leave oh, it alone. I did, I did finally watch Jupiter Ascending, and I didn't think that was as bad as everybody panned it to be. Oh, my God. We made it 15 minutes and turned it off. Really? We were both like, what? Why would yeah. I watch this? This is horrible. Oh, uh, Speaking of the Wachowski brothers. Oh, uh, comics news. Um, Dr. Horrible is getting dropped as a comic. Yeah. Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. I'm actually surprised that hasn't been done a long time ago. Yeah. Honestly. Well, they had uh, a reunion panel. Oh. Sorry. You just made me think. Josh Whedon. Yeah. He's rebooting Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. As a producer? As a yeah. producer, they got a new writer, and I believe she's going to be African American. That was the only thing that they had like yes. committed to in yeah. the story. Yeah. 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 So we well, don't know much more than that. They're re releasing Roswell in, a couple, in, in about a month and a half on a CW. Oh, really? They, re- they actually showed the trailer at Comic Con, so they're rebooting Roswell. It's called Roswell, New Mexico, but it's basically the whole story over it's, again. It's, uh, 
teen angst aliens in the CW. Yeah. So, but Buffy, I might be okay with this because you know, I mean, if, if Whedon's at least and somewhere of a kind of con- not controlling, but like production based value, it might be worth watching. Yeah. I'm curious. I haven't gone back and rewatched Buffy. I'll watch episodes, but I won't watch still the whole series. Up. Angel and Buffy still hold up. Yeah, yeah. Um, one other story I got out of uh, San Diego. Uh-oh. Ooh. Wait. Ooh. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. we get a drop? What do we got? Breaking news. Zeus Comics and Collectibles has announced on August 1st, Bendis is coming to the next Birds of Prose book club. Jessica Jones creator Brian Michael Bendis is Skyping. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, we were so close. <laughs> I've been catfished. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've been catfished by something I hadn't read fully. <laughs> well, it, uh, Bendis go, is way to, way to get her hopes up. Oh, I know. I, it, they, they've been doing that book club for a while, cause yeah. they, but they have every author Skype in. Because Kelly Sue did it for, uh, I think they did Bitch Planet. You, know, you gotta give them props for being able to get the authors to actually Skype in, though, to take part in a book club like that. that. I mean, that's Very big. Cool. That's big news. But yeah. I was like, I saw Bendis was going. I'm like, and then I was gonna be like, how? <laughs> well, I, I want to ask you guys because I saw this uh, news story and I was like, I don't know. Gail Simone's huge. I love her. She's good for comics. Uh, yeah. She's named as the chief architect at Lion Forge's superhero line, Catalyst Prime, that I've never heard of. Have y'all heard of these books? No. Um, Is it female-driven, though? Catalyst Prime was launched in May 2017 with then-executive editor uh, Joe Illich and writer Christopher Priest overseeing the line. Following Illich's departure for Valiant in April 2018, Lion Forge co-founders David Stewart and Carl Reed stepped in as editorial directors of the line. So I believe in Gail. Uh, this is a, a something I haven't heard of, but some of the art, uh, Jim Califori is in here, uh, people I've seen before. I just don't know any of the stories or any of the characters, but now I'm a little more interested with her name attached to it, though. Any, any interest? Not knowing any characters, you just have... I, I'm, well, I'm well, well, you said two names that, that interest me, Gail Simone and Christopher Priest. Yeah. So I'm willing to get, you know, at least see what titles come out of it. You know, yeah. I'm all about independent press, so it's like, you know, yeah. see what comes out of it. Um, and, and just real quick, because I was a huge fan of her... Oh, we got three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea Kane is returning to Marvel... Um, after, after she was pretty much run off by a bunch of piece of shit fanboy assholes uh, shitting on her uh, Mockingbird uh, run, which was good. Um, yeah. If anybody wants to check it out, uh, I'm really curious because she is going to be taking over the new Vision series, which is taking place after Tom King's run. Now, is it continuing Tom King's run? It's, well, it sounds like Vision, Viv, and Sparky together. That's so, right, because of Mock. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Everyone go read Vision if you haven't. It's one yeah. of the best books that came out last year. Is that a re- recommended reading this week? Definitely yes. Reading. Yeah. Tom King's Vision is a great book. One of the best books we've seen in the last couple of I, years. I'm going to throw out uh, two things I'm looking forward to. One, you had posted it, the fact that we're getting more Warner Brothers DC crossover comics coming in the fall, like one with Nightwing and Miguel Gorilla and Spider-Man t- <laughs> and <laughs> Superman and Top Cat. Those, Those have been great. so fun. Those I know. were great last year. The other one is uh, Flash. Uh, Flash Wars was an interesting series. Was uh, yeah. Wally trying to get his kids back, and now they're doing a new Heroes in Crisis, and they say that basically the new Crisis is gonna. We're gonna see the fall of a Flash. And if it's Wally, I swear to God, DC, I'm done with you. Whoa. I'm, do- I'm done with that. You, you said you're done with Marvel. I'm done with DC. If they take Wally again, empty threats. I know. I'm serious. I, I'm empty threats. Uh, screw. I'll do the media base, but the comics. I'm done. <laughs> Hey, All right, man, it, I'm down to what, like one Marvel book. Yeah, Moon Knight. That's it. All right, Adrian, you got a recommended reading this week? Um, what have I read? I, I read something that was really good. Um, you've been doing uh, Dan Slot. Yeah, I've been Inspiring reading stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that a I, teaser for next show? That's yes. yeah, definitely next yeah. show. Yeah, I would, check out Spider, I would definitely check out Spider Island. Um, I read uh, Secret Empire. Wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. Um. Still a little hokey, but I, I do recommend checking it out. It wasn't near as bad as I thought it would yeah, be. I, I've read it. It, ca- it kind of gets interesting. Yeah. loses me. I'll put it down, pick yeah. it back up. Yeah, yeah so very the, much so. That's the only problem is the inconsistency with it. Right. But um, The art was great. Real quick. Oh, go ahead. No, see, real quick, have you guys read the new Amazing Spider-Man number one? No, not yet. 
Read that if you get the chance, because I think it'll be a great topic going from the Dan Slot run into the new stuff that's coming out with Marvel right now. Okay. All right, guys, we need to wrap this up. Clay, can we find where can we find you? Oh, let me do a few quick plugs real quick okay. for uh, uh, July 28th. We have the Texas Latino Comic Book Show coming up. Um, on the 9th, Dallas Comic Book Club will be doing a Barefoot Gen, a cartoon story of Hiroshima. So okay. if you are really happy and you want to change that, Come join us while we read that book. Um, and on August 15th, uh, all of us are participating in the Who Needs Sleep telethon. There will be a screening of Army of Darkness at the uh, Las Colinas Alam- Alamo. Um, starting never going back to that place. So I knew that was going to come. I mm-hmm. knew it. Um, <laughs> Unless I ride with somebody. <laughs> We're, uh, we're doing a screening of uh, Army of Darkness to help raise money for Who Needs Sleep. Tickets are 15 bucks. Uh, Alamo has um, is helping us raise money before the telethon, so we will be going into the telethon with okay. a plus. So if you guys can come out and help us sell out that theater, it will be August the 15th, Who Needs Sleep, Army of Darkness uh, screening starting at 7.30, but show up at 7, because you know that Alamo always shows great stuff beforehand. Yeah. And, of course, Who Needs Sleep uh, will be over Labor Day weekend, the 36-hour telethon, and uh, uh, Next Issue and Just a Sec will be part of that lineup. Yes, I need to slot us somewhere at some point um you can (laughs) more news to come yes uh you can you can find me on the twitters at clay underscore harrison you can find me at at calpedia most social networks and you can find me at at adrian underscore harry and i think me and clay will be going to that comic con in irving after the show with texas comic book show yeah north texas comic book show a lot of good guests yeah so if you see us beers yeah Yeah. right and of course you can find next issue where uh, Next Issue Pod on uh, Twitter and Next Issue Podcast on Facebook. Cool. All right, let's go ahead and get on out of here, guys. Uh, stay tuned for just a sec here on DallasOnAir.com. Uh, peace out. I still have not lost enough weight. I look at that. This is DallasOnAir.com.